You are listening to the weekly Great Governance podcast hosted by Dr. Harlan. So why do we do what we do? We are on a mission to find and voice the hidden stories of excellence in local government so that others are motivated to lead and transform communities. We share information and profile local government practitioners and active citizens who are ethically leading change and innovation in communities and showcase this on our various digital media platforms. In part two of episode two of the Great Governance podcast, CFO Kenneth Furi of the St. Croix Municipality in the Eastern Cape shares this gem. The best system is only as good as the people implementing it. And he also shares with us how to keep the corruption devil away from the municipal door. In the rural areas where you are, do people often say it's difficult to attract competent staff to this area? How do you dealt with that being this beacon of light in the middle of rural South Africa? How do you attract competent staff and how do you grow your own wood? Yeah, it's very difficult, um, especially in the beginning. If you look at the how the geographic situation is within the municipalities, mostly uh, rural based. We've got a high indigenous population. Uh, there's a few people who will go on to study and most of those people will go to other institutions in the places where they are going to study and then they will pursue their careers in those places. This clean audit status has helped a lot because the municipality got a bit of exposure and then through that exposure people want to be associated with the municipality. Mm. Um, I think in terms of our corporate services department, um, they're also trying within our limited resources through our workplace skills plans to look at people's uh, educational needs on the job training. So that is always uh, things that is also being incorporated by the municipality. So there's a lot of informal learning taking place as well? Yes, there's a lot of programs from the WSP. And I must say, a lot of staff are also... Um, on their own studying through distance learning uh, while still studying. I know a lot of people in the finance department are doing that, still doing distance learning uh, while they are working. And this is something that you as a leader encourage? Definitely. I think if you have that pride and uh, if you want to better yourself and then those skills can be incorporated in terms of how the division is run, and it is something that I would always encourage. Like I said, as a small municipality with a lot of needs out there, what we have available in terms of our training budget, we are providing for those, but it won't be sufficient to meet the needs of the institution. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that we are looking at. And you guys can apply for the discretionary funding from the LGC as well? We are doing those. Like I said, those are done through our corporate services department. So, I've, But I think there can be a bit more work going into that if we are just looking at those processes, uh, but I know uh, corporate services departments are dealing with those type of initiatives. I think what also works, and you must correct me if I'm wrong, is that you've been there, you've got a lot of institutional knowledge. Do you think that that helps? Because normally we fire the MM first and then the CFO, and then they hop along. Does that help and what makes you stay? Institutional knowledge is for me very important. What makes me stay is that there's still things that I 
uh, need to accomplish or that I would want to accomplish if given the opportunity. Like these systems, um, a lot of it um, is, is being implemented now. We are starting to get to a space now where we can see the fruits of these uh, systems that is being bad by the municipality. What is making me stay is to see the picture completed. I would want to see a system that is it must make every action easy for a municipality. To work in a municipality must not be difficult. We as municipalities, uh, we are faced with the same type of compliance issues, uh, the same type of general issues. The severity will maybe range from municipality to municipality in terms of the size and magnitude of the things that that specific municipality is dealing with. But in all essence, the processes should remain the same. Mm. And that is something that I that I like. The institutional knowledge is very important. Um, I have a few people uh, that has been in the municipality for a while and that background of knowledge of what is happening for specific circumstances, I don't think you can buy that. Mm. And Kenneth, just your take on the district development model that is coming, what is your views of this system? Do you think it's just another slave of the month or do you think it's something that can work? With most of these systems that is being introduced, it depends on how it will be implemented. If it's going to be implemented in a participatory manner, where we look mostly at the outcomes, it can work. If it is done just to tick a box, then it will never work. Mm. Because if we are going to go ahead and just force compliance issues, then the spirit of the issue to be complied with is not accepted by the people to implement it and then it won't work. And in Canada, surely there are other, it's not sustainable, you being the branch of excellence in the sea of, of non-compliance. Are there other municipalities that actually come to you and say, Bra Kenneth, come help us out here, man. come teach us. Does that happen? Yes, no, it happens. And I think mostly even before COVID, uh, now with COVID, um, I think municipalities are having a lot of stress in, in terms of their operations with limited staff, departments not being at full capacity. Uh, but from our district, uh, we used to have um, CFO forums and that helped a lot where uh, not only Senku municipalities is sharing information with other municipalities in our district, but we also learn a lot from other municipalities within our district. That helped a lot uh, in terms of looking at things in the other perspective. I encourage thinking out of the box. We, we can't accept things as it is. You have to look at various perspectives, phone a lot of people if there's something that you do not fully understand. So I'm a real proponent of that type of system. And that happened a lot, especially before COVID. Mm. And the big devil, how do you keep the big devil out? Corruption. Systems. If your systems is set up in such a way, uh, all of our systems are geared towards preventative controls. But that is not going to help if you do not have people uh, who believe in those systems. So the two goes hand in hand together. Uh, the best system is only as strong as the people who will implement it. So our systems is geared to have a preventative approach. We do not want to be finding things. We want to stop things from occurring in the first place. Um, mm. And so that is predominantly how our systems are set up. We are looking at a preventative approach, but what goes hand in hand is user acceptance. If you don't have user acceptance, you will always get people who will try and break down your systems. Mm. Um, I think that is a constant battle. There will not be one municipality that will say no, they will have full acceptance of their systems. But it's a constant process of educating and, and trying to improve the systems without leaving out the essential control elements of those systems. So you say all is not lost in local government? All is not lost in local government. I think 
the difficulties that local government is dealing with is we are the cold face of what the people see. We are government to the people. If there's a problem with social grants, they might come to us and then we will have to engage a SASA. Um, if there's a problem for whatever reason, they will come to the local municipalities to say, okay, uh, this thing is wrong, we will have to intervene. Uh, mm. Because we are so close to the people, the majority of things that go wrong, we are being associated with them. So we have to be engaging intergovernmental relations. Could be a lot better, but I think that's something to look at going forward. What would you consider to be your greatest strength? What makes you guys in standout? You said systems and discipline. Systems, discipline, but also um, especially the commitment um, like uh, that is uh, that discipline and commitment it, it's going hand in hand if you do not have uh, people who are committed and, and believe in what they are doing i don't think you will have the outcomes it's difficult people are being put under stress people are working late just to ensure that at the end of the day things are done in a timely manner it's done correct so there's a lot of commitment from staff, not only managers, and I want, want to emphasize that there, there's also staff on the ground. Their roles, it is very important. If something goes wrong at that level, it can have a material effect in the end of the day in your financial statement. So empowering people at that level, um, that is something that we're trying to do. Like I said, all municipalities, we're not always getting it right. Um, but it's always something that I encourage. My door is open to anybody who wants to come and speak to me. Um, they do not have to make an appointment. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to see people. Uh, so that's how I've approached my tenure as being CFO. So how do you balance this demands of this work and all other and family and so on? How does Kenneth relax? No, it's difficult. I must, I must be honest. I think my poor wife is feeling the brunt of. Uh, my work commitments, but uh, I do sometimes um, just make time to just relax, watch a movie, play with the dogs, yeah. my wife, spend a bit of time with my wife, just the normal things. But it is difficult. Most evenings you will be working. When it's Sunday evening, uh, maybe eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you will start to prepare for the week going mm. forward. So it's a lot of burden, burdens that is associated with um, having to maintain that level. But do you still enjoy it? I am, otherwise I would have not put in the effort. It's difficult. Nobody said that uh, difficult things is not nice. Uh, so what's next for Kenneth? You are still studying as well, eh? Yes. So it's work, study, wife, family, all of that. So uh, what is next for Kenneth? Look, like I said, uh, I do have my short-term goals. We're busy now uh, finalizing um, preparations for our statements uh, for now short term it's, uh, also i'm still studying also i, I need to be finishing my bcom accounting in this year and then there is also a few sam related systems that we need to be implementing during first quarter that short term all of those things long term um, there's quite a few things that i would still want to see uh, me doing, um, maybe I'll, I'll see when, when that time comes. Kenneth, thank you. Just one last question. You you said you have good governance at your municipality. What does that word mean? Good governance? Yeah, if you have government, for me, it's, it's almost like the contract that you have as an institution of the community. Maybe just try to explain it. Look, we have our oversight structures, which is council. We have our various committees audit committee, municipal public accounts committees, finance standing committee. 
and through the monitoring and oversight of those committees, we as the administration, we will have to ensure that we are doing reporting things. Uh, we have to be transparent. We have to be accountable. I think that's a good word uh, to use here. And through those structures, um, they must monitor that we are actually doing what we are supposed to be doing as a municipality, as an organ of government. Things that is in the budget uh, that is measured through the SDPUB, it must be implemented in a legally compliant way. And we have to account to these oversight committees who in turn have to account to the public. So that is what I understand about governance. Uh, to do what you are supposed to be doing with those oversight structures in a compliant manner. Well, thank you so much, Kenneth. I was thinking this week we must actually do away with good governance and just talk at great governance. Because if I listen to what you are doing in your municipality, in the Senko municipality, then this is not good. This is great work you guys are doing. So, so thank you very much for being a light in this country. Uh, I was just telling the mayor, if I was with her now, I would have given a big hug. And for you, I would give a fist pump and say, my brother, well done. We are extremely I'll take that first pump. <laughs> I'm extremely proud of the work that you guys are doing there. And I'm looking forward to engage further. Thank you so much for your time. And like the San Afrikaans, Sterte. Thank you, Dr. Klute, for Thank you for lending us your ears. To the amazing and talented Great Governance Team, audio engineer Bandile Kosa, the voice, Pumilali, and producer Al Ontong, respect and love. Keep the faith and let's work to make South Africa great, right where we are. If you loved what you heard, Subscribe to our Great Governance podcast that is available free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And of course, also on our HRD Governance Facebook page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Listen to learn.